0: Hi and welcome to the Essential Tennis Podcast. We're place for free, expert tennis instruction that can truly help you improve your game. Thank you so much for joining me here today on episode 219 of the show. Just one one quick announcement before we get to today's topic which is going to be all about what to do about getting angry on the courts. Uh, one of my, my favorite personal uh, topics. I'm going to be at Cincinnati at the Western and Southern Open. I'm recording and releasing this show on August 7th, 2013. And I will be in Cincinnati beginning on the 11th. And you'll be able to find me on the practice courts filming pro practices from the 11th all the way through the 16th, which is Friday. So Sunday through Friday, I plan on being out there pretty much all day, every day. So if you are there at the event, please uh, check out the practice courts, and if you see me, I'll be the one with the tripod and the big camera, then uh, come uh, say hi, I'd, I'd love to meet you. All right, with that, let's go ahead and get to today's topic. Sit back, relax, and get ready for some great tennis instruction. All right, let's go ahead and get down to business here. And I'll begin by reading the question for today's show, which is from Martin. Martin wrote in and said Hi, Ian. I've been playing tennis for two years now, and I enjoy every second of it and will do anything I can to keep improving. However, recently, I've been having a bit of a crisis mentally. When I play matches now, nine times out of ten, I find myself getting so worked up on courts due to missing easy shots. uh, shots that almost anyone could make. The first couple of misses are fine, but after a few more, I get angry at myself and end up missing more and more. It's obviously no help to me, and I'm I'm aware that it's not nice for anyone to play against me either when I start losing it. He says in parentheses, shouting, swearing, racket throwing, etc. It's gotten to the point where I play against people I know I can beat and end up losing convincingly, because I hand the match over to them on a silver platter by getting wound up, I end up not trying, and it just ruins my game. In other words, the majority of the matches I play, my opponents don't win, but rather I lose to them. Uh, they don't beat me; I lose to them. I really don't want to be like this because I want to. En- I want to have enjoyable matches and don't want people to avoid playing against me because of my temper. Not to mention the expense the expense of multiple racket replacements. I've tried psyching myself up before the match and taking deep breaths before I get angry, neither of which have really worked. Is there anything you know that can help me get mentally stronger? Thanks so much, Martin. Martin, this is a t- I I know I, I know I've covered this topic at least in short um segments on the Essential Podcast, Essential Tennis Podcast, but I don't believe I've ever done a whole show just on this topic and i so i'm really happy that i'm sitting down to kind of write my thoughts out on my notes and actually put together a whole episode just on this topic because it's it's a topic that's near and dear to my heart honestly because i i myself have been where you are and i know how miserable it is to previously just love the game of tennis and everything about it and you're just you know, just in love with the whole journey of getting better and playing. And then all of a sudden you just can't find a way to keep from being miserable out there while you're playing. I, it's something that I experienced in college towards the end of my college career. And it was a terrible thing. And I feel qualified to talk about this because not only was I in that same situation, I really was miserable, but I feel like I'm qualified to talk about turning it around because I feel like I've come a really long ways since college and finally understanding what it takes to get away from that kind of reaction to missing or losing or just not kind of living up to your own expectations. So with that, let's get into my outline here. and I'm going to break this up into three main things that you need to understand and you need to address. And the first one, is balancing a desire for winning with a with a desire for having fun. Now, you want to enjoy tennis; otherwise, you wouldn't be doing it, right? I mean, if if it was if it was just your job and you you had to do it, then it wouldn't be enjoyable. It's something that you do for enjoyment and for relaxation, and and there should be absolutely some elements of that. Now, that being said, you know, there's kind of two extremes two ends of the spectrum there's the side of the spectrum where it's just all for fun and there's really no serious endeavor or desire to really work hard at it or necessarily get better you just enjoy just being there and, and that's just enough for you winning doesn't matter getting better doesn't necessarily matter you just like being on the court and just hitting the ball is just very satisfactory and that's totally fine and there's a lot of tennis players where that's why they play the game. And that's, again, it's completely okay. But don't expect to make huge improvements that way because there's no real focus. There's no real purposeful intent behind the time spent on the court. You're just there just enjoying it. Now, depending on your personality, this may or may not even be an option. <laughs> like For me, and I, I'm guessing probably for Martin as well, it's not an option. For, for me to, to spend time on something consistently and repeatedly I I, my personality is just the way my personality is is if I'm not working hard at it and if I'm not becoming better at it and achieving results then I'm just not interested and that's just how my personality is I I just understand that about myself I I really don't do anything just purely for enjoyment without striving to get better at it Um, the the process of improvement and it is really where I take away my biggest um, fulfillment from anything that I pursue. And that's just how I am. And it sounds like that's probably how Martin is as well. Now, the downside to that you know, desire to get better and that desire for success is that it can swing all the way over to the o- opposite end of the spectrum, which is kind of an all win. You know, One end of the, of the spectrum is all fun. The other end is all win. If you're not winning and if you're not successful then there's no enjoyment and that is not fine you know if you want to be the type of player that is just there just to have fun that's perfectly fine although you wouldn't be listening to my voice right now if that if that was you <laughs> um but on the other end of the, of the spectrum is an all-win mentality and that's not okay that's not healthy and really mainly because you will lose <laughs> it, um it makes zero difference how good you are or, or how hard you work you will lose, and we're going to talk more about that a little bit later. So having the attitude that you need to win in order to be successful, you need to win to be, to be satisfied, is dangerous and not healthy, and it will leave you miserable. That's the other end of the spectrum. Ideally, you should fall somewhere in between. You know, you, it's absolutely acceptable and healthy to strive for more wins and to want to beat people that you're losing to now. And and you know to use that as a measuring stick is fine, but what you don't wanna do is make it your only gauge for improvement or enjoyment. When winning becomes the only thing that makes you happy and the only thing that you look at when gauging your improvement, that is unhealthy. You need to appreciate other benefits that you receive from tennis as well. And uh, again, I'm gonna talk more about that later. So that brings me to the end of point number one, uh, kind of the, the first thing that you need to think about. And and I want you to think about it, Martin, and decide where on that spectrum will bring you the most fulfillment. You know, the, all fun being on one end, all winning being on the other. Uh, I know that for you, it's going to be somewhere in between. Th- think about that. And that's something that you need to make a conscious choice on. Um. How much are you going to value winning exactly? And having winning be that important to you is not healthy, where it's the only thing that really matters. I'll just leave it at that. Point number two, the second thing that you really need to think about and ponder are your expectations. I touched on this briefly just a minute ago. It makes no difference at all how much you improve, how hard you work, how talented you are, or what level of a player you are, none of those things make any difference. And I'm and I'm I'm being totally literal in saying that. I don't care if you're a complete beginner or Roger Federer. The the following things will apply to you in the game of tennis. You will lose. <laughs> you will lose matches. It doesn't matter who you are, how hard you work, how talented you are, how much you improve, you will lose. You will have bad days where things are just off and just nothing feels good. You will miss easy shots. I mean, the easiest shots in the world where the ball is just sitting up and you're right next to the net. It doesn't matter who you are or how good you are. You will miss those shots. And no matter who you are or how good you are, players less skilled than you will defeat you. (laughs) All of those things are just truths when it comes to pursuing the game of tennis. If you play the game of tennis for any sustained period of time, all of those things will happen to you no matter what. Now, I'm not being pessimistic. I'm not just being a downer here. Rather, I'm being a realist and I I am I'm speaking you know facts all of these things will happen to you no matter what at some point in your tennis career sometimes on a regular basis depending on where you are in your journey as a tennis player the fact of the matter is tennis is really hard being good at tennis is very very difficult and it's something that people spend their entire lives on and uh, honestly and just dedicate huge percentages of their lives just to try to get good at tennis. And that can, that's a one that can be a wonderful thing. But if you have an attitude like what you were describing Martin, if you kind of fall into that trap, into that uh mental way of kind of reacting to missing and losing and and not playing up to your expectations. If you fall into that trap of having that, you know, strong negative reaction, then It'll be absolutely miserable, I I guarantee it. So it's it's crucial to have a realistic expectation of what can and will sometimes happen when you step out onto the court. Reality is tennis is very difficult to be good at and very few people are exceptional at the game of tennis. That's, That's just the reality. So you absolutely cannot expect to have a good day every day. That is just not realistic. Most days will be average. <laughs> I'm going to repeat that for emphasis. Most days will be average you know if you, if you think about that phrase it's it just makes sense, right? Most days are just going to be average ones, and you should expect that and again i I, I want to point out that I'm not being pessimistic in in saying these things, but rather i I need to instill in you, Martin and the rest of you listening that you cannot, you, you must have healthy expectations of what's likely to happen when you step out on the court. Because if you don't, you know, if, if you really expect, and, you know, I understand where you're coming from, Martin. You've worked hard on your game. I mean, really, you've busted your butt out there. You've spent a lot of time and money on instruction and on practice and on the right equipment and researching and all of this. And so it seems reasonable to expect to have a good day most of the time. Maybe even a really good day most of the of the time, so i 'm here to tell you that that's not reasonable <laughs> and i't I, want, I, want, I don't want to sound like I am telling you to expect the opposite you know you shouldn't expect to have a bad day every time, but I expect that most days you know some things are going to feel pretty good and other things are just not going to be on and that 's just kind of the way it is there's so many different facets and so many different layers to being good at tennis that It's so rare that all of it just lines up and clicks and you just have one of those days where everything feels great. Honestly, only expect to have one of those days where everything is just feeling amazing and you just can't, it feels like nothing can possibly go wrong today. Only expect to have one of those amazing days a couple times per year, truthfully. And that's if you're playing, you know, three to five times per week, you're playing quite a bit. Only expect that to happen a few times per year where everything just feels awesome. The rest of the days, the rest of the days of the year are just going to be average. And learn to, you know, expect that and almost enjoy the fact that you're always going to have things to work on. You know, enjoying the process and enjoying the journey of getting better at tennis is a big part of overcoming this strong negative reaction to missing shots that you know you can make or losing to players that you know you can beat. that will happen and that's just part of it, truthfully, Martin. Okay, so that brings me to the end of the second uh, point. and hopefully that you know, hopefully that didn't sound overly negative and hopefully that didn't sound that wasn't too much of a downer. But it's important to have healthy expectations and realize exactly what we're trying to do when we walk out onto the courts you know trying trying to be good at all parts of tennis every time we walk out onto the court is incredibly difficult so you got to cut yourself some slack and and realize you know kind of where you stand in the grand scheme of things you know martin you've only been playing for 2 years i mean that that might seem like a long time to you but in terms of you know tennis career you're you're still a baby (laughs) two years is very very little i mean people spend their entire lives trying to master everything that you're trying to be good at each time you step out there on the courts and and like i said before and i'll leave it at this after this statement like i said before rather than be discouraged by that kind of enjoy the fact that you you still have so much in front of you to learn and improve and get better at and master There's so much there, and enjoy that process. Okay, lastly, appreciation and gratitude. Now, I'm going to make an effort not to sound like your mom or possibly your grandma or your dad or, you know, kind of whoever played this role in your life, you know, growing up, but honestly, this part of it for me personally has been huge in overcoming my temper on the courts and overcoming my tendency to be really down on myself and really negative and angry so martin when you're out there on the courts do you realize and this goes for you listening if you're not martin everybody else listening do you really realize how blessed you are to be doing what you're doing out there on the courts i mean truly just walking out there onto the court is a privilege to be able to pursue an athletic recreational endeavor like tennis be able to do it on a regular basis you know have the time in your schedule have the financial means to be able to purchase the equipment and be able to you know essentially finance the time away from work and away from family and all all your other responsibilities To be able to be out there for that hour or those couple hours, a couple times per week or even once per week, do you realize how much of a blessing that is? Really? I mean, being angry at your tennis game, being out there and having that privilege of being out there and being able to pursue an activity like tennis for, for your own enjoyment and gratification, being angry in the midst of that is what I would call a first-world problem. <laughs> uh, maybe you're familiar with that phrase. It's kind of a meme uh, on the internet. Uh, but a first-world problem would be you know, something that somebody in a first-world country like America would complain about. And it's only something that something in a country like America could possibly be upset about or disappointed in you know, as an example, a teenager getting really upset because he or she got the wrong color iPhone for their birthday. (laughs) And it just totally ruins their birthday because they got a brand new iPhone, but it's the wrong color. Okay. That would be an example of a first world problem. (laughs) Being angry at your tennis is a first world problem. I mean, just being out there is a privilege. So I, I mean, honestly, let that sink in Martin. And hopefully that gives you It starts to give you some sense of perspective of how blessed you are to be able to pursue this game. So next time you get angry and you throw your racket, honestly, just take inventory for a moment, stand there, realize what you're doing by just being there on the courts, realize what you've just done by getting that upset over something that you're doing for pure enjoyment and just kind of take inventory of your life and where you are right now and what you're doing. How much worse could your life be right now in this moment as you're standing there on the court with your racket, you know, on the ground, how much worse could your life be right now? The answer is a lot, a lot worse. (laughs) And, you know, let that put things in perspective for you. And, you know, listen, improvement is important and winning is an important gauge of how much you are improving. Okay. I'm not trying to say that winning is not important. It, It is important. And it's one of the best ways to be able to tell how much your game is getting better. But just think for a moment how many other benefits you're receiving just by being out there on the court. Think about the health benefits. If you're playing three or four times per week, you're probably automatically in better physical shape and condition than the average person. I mean, that's that's a huge benefit. One One that could literally last you the rest of your life that's awesome that's amazing Um, another benefit is the competitive outlet this is a big one for me uh, with my personality like i i just love to compete and to have an outlet you know this really struck me uh i think two weeks ago i had a a a usta match it was my first competitive singles match the one that like really counted in years i've been playing mostly doubles and my my captain asked me to play singles a couple weeks ago. And it was amazing walking out there, just me and the other guy. This is something that I love about tennis so much. I didn't have a partner. I didn't have a coach or anybody to help me out. It was just me walking out there by myself with my racket bag against another guy who I knew was going to do whatever he could to try to defeat me. For me, that's amazing. And to have that opportunity to do that, on a regular basis is so, is so gratifying. And I personally appreciate that part of tennis so much. So that's another huge benefit you're receiving. How about a distraction from the rest of your day or other parts of life? I received an email quite some time ago, several, several months ago, maybe even a year or more now, uh, from a, a, I can't remember if it was a listener of the podcast or just somebody who followed essential tennis in general. And she, t- she told me a story about her mom battling with cancer and a battle that she eventually lost but she told me about how tennis was her escape from the reality of the other things that she had to face in life and yeah i mean that's that's you know i don't want to say an extreme example but a really heavy example of that of a parent being terminally ill and being able to walk out there on the courts and you know have that distraction um, and have something else to focus on that's, that's healthy and wholesome and just be able to give your all at that for a couple hours and forget about everything else. I mean, how awesome is that to be able to have something like that in your life? Um, it might be that you hate your job or you're having you know problems at home or whatever. There's other things that we all struggle with on a daily basis, and tennis is a great way to get out there and forget about those things for a little while. So those are just three quick examples. There's so many more fringe benefits. I mean, you really can't even call those fringe benefits. I mean, those are huge things that tennis gives us. It's not just, you know, an athletic endeavor. And we're just going out there to just hit the ball around back and forth. For so many people, it really is so much more than that. And a big part for me of getting away from that anger and my temper, Martin, was really understanding those parts of the game those those benefits those side benefits it's not just about winning there's so much more so so when you miss that sitter forehand or when you lose to that player that you've always beaten and you just don't think they're very good i mean is it really that bad (laughs) is it really that bad put it in perspective and really truly appreciate what you have out there and be grateful for it If you have that attitude of appreciation and gratitude and you have healthy expectations about how difficult tennis is and, you know, the reality that no matter how good you are, you're going to lose. You're going to have bad days. You're going to miss easy shots along with, what was point number one, balancing the the, uh, desire for winning with the desire for fun. If you have a healthy balance there you have healthy expectations, and you have a healthy appreciation and gratitude for the game, then my bet, you know, if, if you can really work on all three of those areas, then I bet this frustration and this anger you will discover will slowly start to fade away, hopefully quickly start to fade away. Now th- these are the things that have really made the difference for me, and I, I hope that it really makes a huge difference for you as well. So Martin if you have any follow up questions to this please let me know. I hope this I really hope this is a huge help to you. You know tennis is way too incredible of a sport to be angry about. You know it's a, it's okay to not be satisfied, you know when you lose. It's okay to not be satisfied when you miss a shot. But to let it draw you into an angry, frustrated state that doesn't go away, it's not worth it. And there's so many things that outweigh that loss or that miss. So, Martin, best of luck. Thank you so much for being a listener and let me know how things go for you. All right, that does it for episode number 219 of the Essential Tennis Podcast. Sorry, today's episode went a little longer than what I've been shooting for recently, but as you can tell, I really feel strongly about this topic. And it's it's something I really wanted to feel like I covered in detail because it's it's so important and there's so many players that struggle with this and it's something that I, like moving forwards I want to be able to point back to this episode and say go listen to this episode if you're struggling with anger and frustration all right. So, all right so so since it was a little bit longer episode I'll go ahead and just sign off with that but I want to say thank you for listening if you if you hear my voice right now I really appreciate your support of what I'm doing just by downloading this episode and by listening to it you're supporting what I do so thank you I appreciate your time and your attention and I'll be talking to you again very soon on the next episode of the show so until then take care and good luck with your tennis